Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Good morning. And welcome to another Mojo Market Report. Your host right here, Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, Anthony behind the glass. We're having a good time already this morning. It is early. It is early, but it's it's football Thursday, man. We're back in the swing of things. I'm it excited is. about it. Um, positive responses all around, all over the Mojo app, all over the Mojo website. There's so much stuff going on. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to some of these content creators because we did some deep dives yesterday yeah. uh, on the website, mojo.com. Uh, so first of all, before I get into the writers, I got I got to mention this because it's like my worlds are are colliding again. It always happens, all right. Whether it be you know here or somewhere, something always has to do with professional wrestling with me. Okay, Sporty Jordy sat down with Mojo Rally. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's like friends of Gronk, and like he's like that. I stay hyped. Like so, this is a pro so his name is Mojo. About. So that's why I guess oh, that was a perfect sense. little. Right, it's all like a perfect, eh, you know. And uh, they had a great interview, so that wound up on uh, all the social medias, along with obviously Dalton Cates putting out a great article about his dynasty ranks. Uh, Luke Sawhook, you said last night that dude don't don't stop. Yeah, he doesn't stop. <laughs> I, every every time I sign, log into Twitter, he's in another space. I'm like, dude. <laughs> He's in the Twitter Keep it space. up, though. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm impressed. Absolutely. I, I got a lot of good food from Luke last night. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan Reynolds, not the Ryan Reynolds. Actually, you know what? This is our Ryan Reynolds. So, yes, Ryan Reynolds wrote a great article about somebody we're going to be talking about today, and that's Kenny Pickett. And, of course, James Shiano doing his thing as well. Uh, but, look, we got some football to talk about, and it's an exciting day because anytime there's football, it's exciting. So why don't we talk some rookies? Um, because – the rookie watch this year in particular is is interesting because there's not a lot of guys that are getting playing time yet, but you feel like it's it's right there, right? Yeah, at, at least in the skill position players, yeah. as far as quarterbacks go and running backs, sometimes they need a little more seasoning. What you typically do see is receivers jump out of the gate and perform well, at least of late. That's been happening more often than not. Tight ends take some seasoning. Quarterbacks, it's just all about an opportunity, and that's what we're here to talk about right now. We got... First quarterback up, well, Malik Willis. Yes, absolutely, Malik Willis. Let's start there because Malik Willis is finding himself in a situation right now where all of a sudden, you know, the Titans are, you know, they're 0-2 and people are starting to be like, oh, what are we doing here? Malik Willis did see some action and that's why his share price actually went up over the course of the last week because of the action and because of the lack of production out of Tannehill. Um, Malik Willis right now, look, it's not gaudy by any stretch. He was in there for a cup of coffee. Uh, he went one for four for six yards. He rushed four times for 16 the impressive part was his preseason yeah his preseason is where he got to flourish and show his skill set where he played three games tw 28 of 51 so just around 55 percent 318 yards two tugs and then of course he rushed uh i'm sorry 318 yards through the air two touchdowns and of course 14 for 159 um on the ground so like the guy can move and we've seen it and like i said to you or i'm asking you chris when it comes to this market for him is it is it time yet to buy in on, on Malik Willis right uh, now? I would say so. If the Titans were playing well, then I would say not a chance because they're going to keep on going with Tannehill. Right. As things as the wheels come off on this season, which it looks like they might start to come off sooner than I thought they would, then they're going to have to make the move to see what they got. Uh, there's really nothing to go off of in college competition because he didn't really play against tough competition in college. What do you play? Liberty? Liberty. Yeah, but okay. he lit it up at the Combine, and he managed to put himself in a good position come draft night. 
If you want to look at a career comparison, it's really easy to point to a Steve McNair, same organization. Wow. Okay. Very Great similar comparison. skill set. I like that. But in terms of like the now, if you want to do like recent, look at Jalen Hurts. If you look at the where, where they came into the league, I think Jalen Hurts was either late second or early third. It was one late. of those like rapper. And right. Not, yeah. not it was on the three, two, <laughs> two, three turn. Right. Jalen is <laughs> taking on the two, three turn. But yeah, I, I if you look at the draft spot. And then the amount of games it took Jalen Hurts to get his crack at things, I feel like Malik Willis might actually get a crack sooner because of the situation that he's in. And not everybody's even in, even with Jalen Hurts blowing up this past week on Monday Night Football, people are actually, believe it or not, like I know there was a lot of people that, that cashed in, and, and I'm one of them. You know what I mean? Like I went multiplier, I, I went all in. But like people are still a little timid with, with, with Jalen Hurts. Well, that's, that's what I was going to get to. You should be a little bit timid with Jalen Hurts because he's not the best passer, but he is a good runner. You look at Malik Willis, the the verdict isn't out on him as a passer just yet. If you looked at the preseason but flicks that, boy can that he run. made, <laughs> he could run, but he had a bomb. It wasn't a touchdown, so it didn't make the highlight reel, but he did have a, a bomb that was on a, on a dot. He threw it on a dot, and I think he's a little bit better of a passer than Jalen Hurts. We just need to see it against competition. We need to see him... Uh, dissect the defense and, and make pre-snap reads and things like that at the NFL level because Liberty and the NFL are two different things. A little bit. A little, little different. <laughs> I think it's looming. I don't know if it's going to happen soon, but last year, Tannehill had a great defense to bail him out. The defense isn't playing That as great well. defense was, we talked about them in preseason saying, we don't really know they about this they defense. They weren't supposed to they be as good on. as they were, but they played really physical. Yeah. Uh, Landry, and it's Rabel. The, I mean, the catalyst to their defense playing well is now out for the season with an ACL. That's rough, yeah. That's a tough situation uh, defensively. I do believe in their head coach, but because he's so old school, it might be a little bit longer of a leash for Tannehill. I, I can I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, and, and the alarming part is through two games, I'm just looking at Tannehill right now because, look, when right. you're 0-2, the wheels can fall off quick, especially with poor quarterback play. And I'm not saying it's poor by any stretch, but it ain't. It ain't good. Well, it's not good, um, and he's he, not getting much help. He's 31 of 53 through two weeks. He's throwing about 59%, so he's he's almost at 60%. Uh, 383 yards, which averages around 191. Uh, but the alarming thing is, ready for this, it's not just the touchdowns and interceptions because it's it's one-to-one right now. It's two two touchdowns, two picks. So his ratio is one-to-one. He's been sacked three times already. He can't get out of the pocket. Well, that's actually not that bad considering they played against Buffalo. The Giants are the team that actually probably got to him more often. I would, in yeah, week well, one the Giants in the second have been a half, they got defense. after him. Um, the sack numbers, two, three through two games, if you do the math on that, that's not terrible. But they're also not throwing the ball a ton. They're, they're not really on offense a ton. Right. There, there's a lot of three and outs over there. Yeah. Um, it's it, Listen, the, the curious future thing. projections, I'm in on Willis. I don't know if it's going to be – Sooner than later, but as far as like him getting a crack to be the starter in Tennessee, that's going to happen at one point or another. And then you could make you could reassess from there. But I would maybe consider cashing. All right, cashing in, you would have to own him or invest it already. I would consider making the investment in a Malik Willis now. But that doesn't mean he's going to be a future star of this league. I do think that he's going to get an opportunity for that. It's worth it for me. The last nugget I'll throw in there is that their home game this week is against the Las Vegas Raiders. So home game, hostile Nashville crowd. If Tannehill don't get it done, there will be chance for Malik. There will be because yeah. if you go zero and three, you can forget about and the Raiders this secondary. If there is a secondary out there that you could kind of fix things in the air in the passing game, it would be against the Raiders. You would hope, yeah, because their corners are really abysmal. But I think Traylon Burks may or may not play. I think that he's banged up now. He's banged again? up. He was held out of that. practice, and he's been getting like forty percent of the target shares when he's on the field. So. 
as men at all, Traylon Burks might actually be that dude. All right, we'll find out. But all right, let's move on to the running back department as we talk about one Kenneth Walker the third. Okay, he finally saw some action. He was hurt all preseason, so he wasn't able to really get out there and establish himself. Um, he, again, the numbers. He, it, it's it's more or less the the attempts right now. Obviously, Rashad Penny is the guy over there, and it's been established, right? But outside of that. There is some splashes of Travis Homer. DJ Dallas kind of moved over to the special teams efforts. Um, Kenneth Walker, through two games, has just four attempts. As I said, he just debuted. But Price being at 826 right now, it's like, okay, like you see the significant. Pete Carroll is the kind of guy that keeps things close to the vest. I mean, we all knew like for a while guys like Chris Carson were the bell cow, right? We knew it, but he just couldn't stay healthy, right? But then after Chris Carson, there was the Rashad Pennies, and he was sprinkled in a lot. So if you owned like... Uh, Chris Carson, when he was active, if Mojo was active a couple years ago, you would say like, oh, God, man, like, why isn't he getting all the carries? He should be. But Rashad Penny was there. Now, flip side of that coin, all of a sudden Rashad Penny's there. He's the bell cow. And now is Kenneth Walker going to be the next guy? Rashad Penny, we all know what Rashad Penny is. We all know what Travis Homer is. Those guys are backup running backs in the NFL. That's it. It's only a matter of time before Kenneth. I thought Kenneth Walker was the best back in this class. That's not a, a knock on Brees Hall. I thought it was very, very close between those two. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people agree with me on that regard. He's only 21 years old, so he has a bright future in terms of being able to have a lengthy prime career in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have the wear and tear in college that you would see a lot of these backs have. He played for two years at Wake Forest, then he transferred over to Michigan State. He only has about four, little less than 400 carries career in college, so there's not a lot of wear and tear. So there's, t- there's tread on the tire. He's on a team that is committed to running the football. They have been in the past. This, this offensive line, this quarterback situation isn't great because there's going to be facing a lot of stacked boxes. And we don't know. Pete Carroll's like, I know he acts like a 10-year-old, but he's like <laughs> 130. Right? So how much longer is Pete Carroll with that coaching philosophy going to be around? I'm not I sure. Still, for the life of me, but can't I'm, understand why I'm, he came I'm back. in. I think Kenneth Walker will eventually be the starter this season, and it's not going to take long. Rashad Penny, like I said, we know who he is. Travis Homer, even if Rashad Penny got hurt, Travis Homer doesn't step into the starting role. His role stays the same. Mm-hmm. I think it's either it's either Penny or it's Kenneth Walker. And the more skilled back is Kenneth Walker, and it's not close. And that's not a knock, again, on Rashad Penny. He just is who he is. I'm not, I'm not in on Rashad Penny. I'm a little bit bearish on, um, on Kenneth Walker as well because of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not believing in their offense. Right. He is going to get opportunities. He is young, and there is plenty of time for him to come into his own because he's only 21. There was the feel-good feel moments that the Seahawks provided us in week one when Geno Smith beat Russ and everything was like, yeah, you know, here comes Seattle. And then they get sparked by the 49ers last week and didn't get nothing going. Little home cooking this week. They got Atlanta. That's a favorable matchup for them. So maybe Kenneth Walker gets in there um, and does his thing. Did you happen to see – don't ever bring up DJ Dallas. He's a quarterback now. He's not a running back. You didn't see his pass the other day? <laughs> I just like the guy's name, actually. Bro. I'm a big fan of – not just because of Dallas. It was like that was DJ the, Dallas That was the like worst cool play call I think I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It was DJ Dallas. Like a, a, he threw a pick in the end zone. <laughs> Right from the one. What are we doing? What are we doing? your fifth running back in to throw the ball. Oh, my God. All right. So, more or less shifting on over to another guy that we want to keep our eye on right now, and that is one George Pickens, receiver out of Pittsburgh. We'll talk about a little bit more uh, about him in in just a little bit because of the consideration that we have some Browns and Steelers football tonight. Uh, But when you look at a George Pickens right now, he's – 
he's on a depth chart where there's a lot of lot of moving parts, right? And right now the quarterback play, which we'll talk about the quarterback play right after this, but the quarterback play out of Mitch has been quite conservative. Pickens right now on the season, just two catches for 26 yards. He's been targeted five times over the two games, but he's got to find himself a role. Right now his, his, his share price is a little down, um, but now it's, I think – my opinion is it's because there's just one ball to go around type stuff. We knew this guy coming out of college was going to be a what? Adult. Great. Adult. Adult. Great. So we like George Pickens. We like what he can offer the team. But is it is it is it just too crowded over there in the wide receiver room? Or no, is- not not at all. Not in this modern day NFL. Three guys should be able to eat. And Claypool, I'm not really believing too much in a, in a Claypool. Deontay Johnson, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, him yeah. later. But look, if you, <laughs> it's funny, right? George Pickens meet Darnell Mooney from two seasons ago. Because if you, listen, meme? if you listen to George Pickens talk after the game, for a rookie, he's he's a little brash. Okay. He's saying, I don't know what's going on out there. I was open every play. Oh, That's literally what he said. He said, I'm open every that. play. He already wants the oh, change no. to be made. And look, <laughs> there was the comparisons to NBA Youngboy with George Pickens, <laughs> and they couldn't be more spot on. This dude is here He's 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 trying to take lives. He's out there to take blood. He does not care. His starting quarterback, game three of his NFL career, he's already calling him out. You gotta love it. it Do you gotta us, love it though? I gotta love <laughs> it. Like, you might love it, but like the media in the Pittsburgh. No, Trubisky don't love it. The the <laughs> Pittsburgh fans probably love it because they all agree. Yeah, maybe. If, if you see George Pickens running wild out there, wide open, and and Trubisky like on his thirteenth step of his drop <laughs> off his back foot, throwing it two yards past the right. line of scrimmage to Deontay Johnson. Right. <laughs> then I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. The ball That's sails it. into the second row. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm team Pickens on this one. All right, team Pickens, it is. But overall, your projections for a guy like him, or at least your predictions for the rest of the year, you feel like he's going to get more involved as the season goes on, and maybe if there's a switch at quarterback too. Yeah, that's a big, big thing. So speaking of that quarterback, there's Kenny Pickett, and this guy, look. Right now, there's a a little bit of the the stir, right? The pot's being stirred right now on Kenny Pickett. Right now, I feel like he's very, very, very affordable, right, to get in now because over the last week, there's been some movement, and I think it has everything to do with the fact that Mitch Trubisky is just not playing up to par, right? And when I look at Kenny Pickett in his preseason – Bro, I don't know if you know this, but he went 20. He played all, all three games, right, at some point or another. 29 of 36. My man threw 80%. Like, he was very accurate with the football. He threw 261 yards, three touchdowns. Four rushes, 10 yards. He's not a runner, at least when he doesn't have to be. He's not run first like some of the other guys. But Kenny Pickett, I think, now going forward, has the best chance to be the first rookie quarterback this year to see some on-field infield starting action Malik Willis already saw some action because of a cleanup time but like I think Kenny Pickett could be look those fans are ruthless in Pittsburgh they want answers now while they're one and one because they basically stole one in week one against Cincinnati and then got you know just not very well in in week two I feel like this is the time for Kenny Pickett to just Keep his ear to the ground yeah, and just keep mouth shut so, too. So it's more about Mitch Trubisky than it is with Kenny Pickett in, in this conversation because yeah. we know that the Steelers believe in Kenny Pickett. They drafted him in the first round. He was the first quarterback picked. So clearly they have some belief in the guy. It's a matter of when, not if. So that's happening. And and the fact that they even signed Trubisky, who to me is at best a career backup, 
feels comfortable in that role. He flourished in that role. Guess how you flourish in the backup role? By not seeing the field. And that's the only way that I'm in on Mitch Trubisky is if he's the backup. He's, you were talking before about sack three times. I think that's holding up well. Pittsburgh's offensive line isn't supposed to be the strength of their team, and they haven't been in the run game, but they've actually held up in the pass game, and he's only been sacked three times. It's the poor mechanics. Maybe Who? Sacked how many times? Mitch? Only four. Been sacked four? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking right at so it. So it's four. two and two? Yeah. All right, so two against the defending champs in a in a five quarter game. They played an extra quarter in that. I oh, right. right. <laughs> that so counts <laughs> four times. That's hold. I feel like that's holding up against two of the better pass rushing defenses. The Pittsburgh, um, the the Bengals have a decent pass rush, and the Patriots definitely. I don't care who's there. The schemes that they're drawing up, Patriots defense is is tough to deal with. Um, the O line, like I said, it's been holding up. It's just his mechanics are brutal. He's taking fifteen step drops on seven <laughs> step drop passes, and. Really, with the Pittsburgh offensive line, you should be taking three-step drops, getting the ball out immediately. I don't like what Pittsburgh's offense is doing. I think maybe that week one win gives Trubisky a little bit longer of a leash, unfortunately, for Kenny Pickett investors um, or Pittsburgh Steelers fans at that. Mm -hmm. But it's got to stop with, with the Trubisky experiment. Okay. I'm now, waiting for it. Let's play, let's play a game real quick. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers got at Cleveland tonight. We'll talk about it in a second. Then he's got the Jets at home, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Miami. Like, when do you think, or what will it take for this guy to get on the field? And I'm not talking about cleanup duty like Malik Willis has, but, like, again, at Cleveland tonight, could it be, like, tonight? Like, I could mean, it? A loss at Cleveland for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not going to be fun. Not gonna that's be, not going to be a nice be bus ride home, that's for mm -hmm. sure. No, you no, know? no. Probably, so. a, probably a jet. But it's, like, right there. No. It's a bus. Uh, it's a Cleveland. It's no, Pittsburgh. It's like right flying, there. Bro. Yeah. Kendall Jenner flies from like L.A. to L.A. You don't <laughs> think that the Steelers are going to fly <laughs> the state over? Not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but anyway, that's our rookie watch today. Uh, each and every week, we'll focus more on the rookies that are prevalent to either A, the game that's about to be played on Thursday, or B, guys that are starting to shoot up the ranks. But right now, the four we mentioned today, Malik Willis, Kenneth Walker, George, Pich uh, George Pickens, Kenny Pickett. I would say if I had to choose right now, I would get in on Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis like yesterday and then keep your eye on the on the shares that Kenneth Walker gets going forward. Not shares like this, so not you, in the market. So in I'm talking words, about shares in like In other words, we're carries. short we're going short on on Tannehill and Trubisky. They're done. I, I did, they are I, done. I did uh I did write that in the in the they in the preview done. for the game. So we'll move on to the game tonight. Obviously, again, Thursday night football. We're all jazzed up about it. Um it's a good game because it's obviously a division rival. These games are always fun. Um first meeting uh between these two it games. Can be. Well, I'm this listen, this is a new look rivalry because there's no more Baker Mayfield, there's no more Big Ben. This is completely rejuvenated okay mm -hmm. there's still miles garrett who's going to be looking to eat right well uh he was injured too he had a little designation he'll play he'll play there's i mean thursday games are tough they though. are tough and you know what are you that's very old school mentality but like are you like get rid of them thursday i know for the fan we're all in but like for for the players, I'm not a player. So I'm just a fan. Dave. That's true. So give me all the games if they want to do. See, I I didn't like the two Monday night games, but I understand that would be a, p a potential possibility. One East Coast, one West Coast. But no, I'm I'm okay with Thursday. If anything, I mean, just make uh, it like Friday. I said, Maybe you, make it Friday. Friday night football presented by Mojo. Uh, I I don't know. It's got a nice little ring to hey, it. What do you but... think? What do you think, NFL? <laughs> Friday night football. I'm with it. Friday night lights. I mean, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what is right? It? We're, giving, we're giving Friday to high school. No. <laughs> but listen, no disrespect to the high school programs over here in New Jersey, at least on the local front. A lot of good ones out there, especially Woodbridge. Um, and Colonia. I'll give you the, I'll give you your due. Neither but of them are good. As far as this game is concerned, who to watch for? Uh, we talked about the aforementioned Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. George Pickens will be on the field right away, so that's somebody you wanted to keep your eye on. You do want to keep your eye on Mitch Trubisky against this defense. It's going to be tough. The Cleveland secondary has always historically been okay, regardless of how many bad seasons they've had. They've had guys that could take the ball away. So all eyes on Mitch tonight to get it done. Because if he doesn't, you're going to have Steeler fans everywhere starting to lose their minds just a little bit. Um, other things to look for. I, Najee Harris, he's been kind of banged up, right? A little yeah. banged up. He's been banged up all season, all preseason. And he, he's a workhorse. He's already he's, he's working through the injuries. Um, not a lot of yards on the ground yet. Uh, if you're a fantasy owner, you're probably like losing your mind. But if you're a Mojo stock owner in this guy and an investor in Najee Harris, that's a long-term play. The guy's going to be good for yeah, the rest of his life. <laughs> I, I think that Najee is a long-term play, maybe, but I think he's going to go down a little bit sooner than later. So I would not. I would hold off. I, I think Najee. There's a. There's a another bottom to be had there. He's down a little bit already, but I think it's going to keep on going down because of the possibility that he re-injures his list frank. That's not a good injury. I I don't know much about it, but I know that when you, that's the Derrick Henry injury from Who last year. Who is Liz Frank? Liz Frank is this little bone in your foot. She's not really good to NFL running backs. You had a name after somebody. Was there a person named Liz Frank that like it's messed up their foot? It's not spelled that way at all. It's <laughs> L-I-S-F-R- a N C. We're, we're talking to a a three time, four time national spelling bee. No, not, not national. School twenty seven spelling bee <laughs> champ. Hey, listen. Sometimes that competition is. But stiff. Najee, he's talented. <laughs> he's just got no room to run. I like his usage in the passing game to a degree, but the game scripts. I don't even know how to break it down because they could be down thirty, and I feel like they're still going to hand the ball off up the middle, and Najee's going to dance in the backfield for a little bit, and the offensive line is going to fail him. Najee is great in space, but he's not great. Between the tackles right now, he needs a better offensive line in front of him. They can split him out wide and use him in the pass game, but they have pass catchers. So even the tight end, they, they have good pass catchers on the outside. So I, I wonder a little bit with the injury situation, and he's going to pretty much have that questionable tag on and off all season long for that reason, because of the possibility that he might not play on any given Sunday. I think that his there's a little cold water being poured on Najee right now, and I don't the talent is there. But you also have to look at the fact that he's 24. Mm -hmm. He played 51 college games. He's in a situation now where last year they fed him a lot. Mm -hmm. Going forward, is there really anyone else in Pittsburgh to, to carry the football? No. So they're probably going to feed him a lot as well. I feel like the wheels might come off on Najee sooner than people think or sooner than maybe his investors would like to hope. I'm not keeping it unprofessional at all. I was actually logging into my – so I had to like <laughs> – I had to like face recognition my thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at I'm, the stock um, – for Amari Cooper. I'm a little cold on Najee. I, Are you I, really? Like, you know my At, Right. He was a very touted like all, all offseason. I love the player. The he's one of the guys that I enjoy watching play because he's super talented. But I just don't. We're talking about mojo stock here. Yes, we and are. I'm not in on, on Najee right now. Okay. So running backs in general scare me. That's Everything I said about Najee is the reason why. There's a the, the guy I pulled up here as we flip over to the Cleveland Browns is Amari Cooper. He's near and dear to my heart. Right, because obviously a Dallas Cowboy, you know, he plays plays well for us, plays real well for us. Then we trade him for a bag of balls, and we don't get anything back for him. In fact, I think we spent that pick and traded it away. So, like, in reality, we just got rid of Amari Cooper. Uh, but Amari Cooper 
is somebody that I'm focusing in on because of the fact that he came on just a little bit more last week, right? Jacoby Brissett. This is where I'm at with Jacoby Brissett. Is this the kind of guy that you're like, he's actually enough and serviceable to keep Cleveland relevant until a Deshaun Watson gets yeah, back? Yeah, I, I, I think that, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought, they're, too. They're, I think he's doing uh, all right. They're one and one, the Browns? Uh, C. And they should be 2-0. and oh. Right, so Jacoby Brissett should have had the Browns at two and zero. If it wasn't for Nick Chubb running it into the end zone, which honestly I don't have any problem with Nick Chubb scoring that touchdown. They're actually got three on the ground. He's got three on the ground already in two games. Nick yeah, Chubb. but I'm talking <laughs> about the one that he scored yeah, on Sunday. The Jets. Yeah, gave, I know. It, it left the door open for the Jets. So the the Browns could be two and zero, and Jacoby Brissett is a big reason why. And it's not because of his stellar play; it's because of his game management and their willingness to just hand the ball to Nick Chubb and the the competition allowed for it. But they aren't 2-0. They're 1-1 because they blew that game at the end. But Kareem Hunt, let's talk about him. Please, because I need this at my fantasy lineup. Okay, so <laughs> I, I would say sit Kareem Hunt if ah, that's where you're going with it. God, uh, really? Yeah. So Kareem Hunt has had 11 carries or more in each of the first two games. And you're like, wow, Kareem Hunt, they're using him well. He's the number two back. He's got 24 carries or 104. Nick Chubb is still eating, so he's been getting double-digit carries. But the problem is they're playing the Steelers he, against the Steelers. In his last six games, he's only eclipsed 10 carries once. Or 11 carries once. So I feel like the game script may not add up for the way Kareem Hunt, and it's the same coaching staff that's been there with Kareem Hunt against the Steelers. Very different team offensively, but the Steelers largely on defense, minus the TJ Watt, are the same team. Okay. Interesting. Well, yeah. All right. You're so right. I'm not really, I'm, I'm going into today, I'm not really a, a fan of the Kareem Hunt play. If you're talking about, like, is he going to have some volatility today? I don't think so. If anything, it might go down. Okay. Uh, one other guy, we, we spoke about him in, like, a half a second uh, while talking in the open, was the Deontay Johnson, right? Dude, uh, last year, came out of nowhere, right? He's kind of – and then as Big Ben leaves, right, and they're like, okay, that means more. Is there some reason that Deontay Johnson wasn't given the same love going into this season? I feel like there was a lot. Like, Juju left. They still had Chase Claypool. Well, they they drafted George Pickens. What what they paid him they right and I'm just well not as like market price in the NFL look when you last year in the second half I think this was a lot to do with the offensive play calling and Big Ben's uh, liabilities at the quarterback position but down the stretch I think in this final eight games he only averaged like seven yards a catch that's really really low high volume well the air just, yards through the air was like three for Ben you know what I mean so it's it was very bad hey hey look who's that quarterback now. Big it's, like a, it's like a faster <laughs> version of Ben. And actually, it's disrespectful to do that to Ben because Big Ben in the fourth quarter last year was Tom Brady. Lights out, it was right. insane. So let's not disrespect Big Ben like that with the Mitch Trubisky comps. But, but Through two games, though. But as of right now, you know, a 28-year-old you know, Trubisky is like Big Ben. Yeah, through two, ga through two games, um, he's got 22 targets. So he's averaging 11 targets a game. So Deontay Johnson has been fed by Mitch Trubisky. What is he averaging per catch? This, I mean, is he 11 yeah. targets? What has he got? 11 targets. He's per got per uh, 13 receptions for a buck 12 right now. So, so it's not great. Under 10. Uh, let's see here. I'm on the wrong team just because. But um, Th under 10. Are you just saying that, or well, you just I mean, do, I mean, are you doing simple math in your head? Simple math, dude. <laughs> Under so 10 that's yards, possible. Under 10. All right. So you're going to get more of the same with that. They need to be able to stretch the field. 8.6. There's, <laughs> under 10. There's no, there's no way that this offense is going to succeed with Mitch Trubisky at the helm and gray, vanilla, boring, overrated Mike Tomlin calling the plays. Oh, man. You're just not in on Mike Tomlin. <laughs> 
You, a lot of people are like that, and I'm like, like the, the man hasn't had a losing season ever, ever. Look, like I, they've I, never had to be like, oh man, I can't believe we I, weren't 500. I, I get people like, come on, ridiculing and bashing Aaron Rodgers for not having won more than one Super Bowl. He's won one, hasn't won more than one. Mike Tomlin's yeah, got but one. The proof is in the pudding. We watch Rodgers play every year, every week, and it's incredible to see him flick the wrist. Could you name any active coaches that haven't had one playoff win in the last ten years? One playoff win in the last 10 years? Jason Garrett? <laughs> There's one. It's Mike Tomlin. He hasn't had a playoff he's win? Only, he's, he's got one playoff win in the last decade. When did they win the Super Bowl? Or go to the Super Bowl against the Packers? That was the last time he got playoff wins? 2011? One more. It was two, yeah, it's been a while. Look Jesus. it up. Jesus. Look it up. I might have botched the stat a little bit. No, but, but, it's, the but sentiment it's, there, is the it's same. there. The sentiment is the same. Mike Tomlin, right. I feel like he's overrated. I'm sorry. Making the playoffs, every, having a winning season every year, you know what that is to me? Mm. Average. Ah. So average. He's, a, he's a slightly above average coach. I think he's overrated. Okay. Any bold predictions for tonight besides the game? Obviously. Uh, my bold prediction is that the game will not end 48-37 like their playoff <laughs> game last year. It's going to be like 13-10. Oh, that's not, that's not fun I for think, the viewer. No, it's not, it's not going to be a fun view. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's going to be an AFC North battle, defensive battle in this one. Sounds TJ Watt, so... I almost want to give the edge to Cleveland because they're at home. I'm not picking the game, but as far as Mojo goes, Nick Chubb. Nick just, Chubb just, I buy in on, and can he pick it? Because I just think Mitch Trubisky's going to play bad again. Even if he doesn't see the field, it's going to be all about the buzz that it's like it's eventually going to happen and just ride that wave until it does. Mm -hmm. That's that's my advice. Ride the wave. Trubisky's not good. Kenny Pickett is yeah. the first quarterback picked. It's only a matter of time. Guys, grab your boogie boards. We're gonna go ride this wave. I uh, oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I I only have like I have both Pennsylvania quarterbacks in my portfolio now. I have Jalen Hurts and Kenny Pickett. So, That's so adorable, isn't both it? Right? I, it's just Pennsylvania guy, you know, from New Jersey. Whatever makes no sense. Who cares? All right. So we got ourselves a football game here tonight, and again, it's gonna be a good one. It's another rivalry renewed. So that's Thursday night football, man. In a nutshell, we're excited about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so. In regards to tomorrow's program, we got a heck of a slate. We got NFL Week Three on the docket starting tonight, and obviously going heavy on tomorrow. Uh, well, we'll talk about more of this tomorrow because of the Sunday slate. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. You got anything else? That's that's. A I show. can't wait for football to start already, <laughs> baby. Let's get it tonight. I feel we got like, game week again, three. I get welcome a, to week three, everybody. I get the not depressed, but it's like we we wait all summer for the football season. And now we're talking about week three already, and we haven't blinked. No, week one, I was depressed. I went 0-7. Well, don't worry about fantasy, that. Fantasy. <laughs> don't worry Packers about that. I was like, I, why did I – what was I so excited about? This feeling is not good. Yeah. Not good at all. <laughs> so for Dave Sturchio and, of course, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Enjoy the football, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Welcome to the Kenny Pickett Show. Mm.